so yes before the break i asked you what was your best physical witness hilton show that you saw live in the flesh so so i've got a couple for you that that stand out there's there's one in particular that i'll get to you can have you can have two that's absolutely fine well i'll give i'll give you some runners ups so one runners up would be taj mahal as if you know taj mahal i recognize the name so taj mahal is like um i guess he's like a 70s blues legend yeah. so he he'll be like one of the blues people in the blues brothers that you've never heard of it's like in that realm yeah, yeah, really yeah. famous so i saw him with e and that was an amazing set i actually saw him twice because he played like a couple of different gigs and that was just amazing someone that i'd never heard of i think e was aware of him and he's like oh fucking hell taj Mahal's play we should go watch and i was like yeah, okay whatever and just like blown away <laughs> i love that when you've got zero expectations much like you in the school musical thing zero expectations yeah. and you get there you just go like holy shit, where have you been all my life so um that was awesome um I c although it was more like the circumstance but um we saw was it radiohead that we saw <laughs> with ollie, uh, no, ollie. ollie. Who had the? I guess I went to go kick, and every single fucking time he turned around, and went, it's now, and there's probably what is it? There's there's probably four. There's only four of them, and every time I know this song. When does it go? No, I missed it again. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. Um, oh, oh and, and then also another memorable one was actually seeing Willie Nelson play yeah. on the um, on the pyramid stage, and, and that was just pretty cool because that's Willie fucking Nelson. But the one, the one that sticks in my mind and will forever stick in my mind, and just go, "Holy shit, that was awesome!" Was someone who I'd never really got into bowie. bowie so saw bowie yeah, play bowie. um yes, headline yeah. oh, i can't even remember what year it was probably like uh, 2000 or something the worst um, thing about was, but the worst thing about this is when you kind of go i've, I've been doing tonight tonight i've been going through all those sort of things and you go i oh, yeah, that was 2007 you think fuck off was it because it's like yeah. it was so fucking long ago but yeah 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 it's just like but, yeah it must have been you put a year to it and you kind of go oh because if i like him so i'm still about 27 28 i think and so you go back and think when our first pilton was to where we are now and you think yeah i think it was uh, 2000. 2000 yeah so year 2000, uh, 2000. yeah and yeah he was there like i said not a huge yeah. bowie fan but it's bowie so just um went yeah. along and oh my god he's just just talk about owning the stage he's a little dude and yeah. little dude yeah. but he just in this white suit yeah just owned two hundred thousand people like i've never seen anyone come on the crowd it, just absolutely amazing and there was he had, he had the whole crowd and the entire palms it wasn't it wasn't the set it was the way that he just like a like a puppet master he had mm. two hundred thousand people on the end of his string and they would just move and shake and gyrate to his bidding and i was just i was just there as a as a as a performer as a frontman as an artiste myself mm. i was just mesmerized he goes on to that stage like yeah before you go on you must have an understanding like if you and me went on to that stage you just go fucking hell fucking hell that's something but there's there's and that's what was, it amazes me. There's there's a level of 
performance where you just don't give a fuck whether it's 10 people or a hundred thousand people yeah you go on and that you just you just all you can see is your stage and what you want is all those people to perform to you going and you can see it you can say go ah oh, left side go yay right side go yay and when they're bad you go fuck off dickhead i can see what you're doing you go oh the left side allows it in the right side but when like someone david barry goes and does that you kind of go no we're gonna be fucking louder than him because he's helping and there's something in there there's there must be something like he starts off at some point playing three people in the dog and duck yeah yeah in his local street and then he goes out in front of a hundred thousand people and goes no you listen to me because i'm about to fucking orchestrate you in rock and roll and that's what fascinates me is how where do you go from just being in your like learning guitar learning in your bedroom writing a song and not being scared like i think his his modern day replacement is chris martin in coldplay i'm not a huge coldplay fan i don't yeah. i like them inside but i watch a coldplay show and i can see what he's doing is he's got that same thing where he just go he brings you a show and you go i don't want to dance with you coldplay but Fuck me, I'm gonna have to because you're going go away, go woo, go woo, and then we go tears coming down from my face, and you go, Oh, they are they are coming down from my face, you fucking wanker. I hate you, but you're and it's that same thing. David Barry to me was the same thing. I I went to see David Barry as well. I don't like you, David Barry. You went to see him? Yeah, I, I think I was somewhere we were we were separate at that point in our lives. But I, I remember going to David Barry and I just remember at, at the same as you going, I don't know much of I, I know your hits. I know your hits and I you got it, aren't you? If David Barry's there, you've got uh -oh. to go and see David Barry. Absolutely. I'm going, trying to find a video. I don't expect much from it. And I remember just being fucking transfixed from the minute he came on the stage to them everywhere he went this i thought yes 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 i'm so with you on that just that orchestrating a crowd i want to Almost see if like, you can yeah carry on it's almost like i remember going was it 2000 you think 2000 yeah, year 2000 that Barry was at Hilton, yeah. I remember going to Barry. I remember watching it. Again, like you say, not being a massive fan, but it was an event. It was something that you would say, what, 19 years later, we'd have a Skype session talking about it going, yeah, I was fucking there. Right, right. And now he's dead. And, and that's the thing. So here you go. Can you let's see if I can get this? This is really low tech. Did he use a lost prayer or something? Ah, oh, maybe. Or was can that you... the... no, 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 no? Can you okay. see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know who that is? yeah i was gonna bring I, I, it up later yeah okay I, so i don't know who that is okay this is how out of touch i am but okay. you know i was doing that thing at work where i was doing a presentation on where why i have a silly accent yeah yeah so i watched I was, the uh, <laughs> i watched the, the thing you sent me it was brilliant so I, 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 that guy i understand completely what he says before they had to say it right Right. It's a strange, isn't it? Why do you fucking do it? <laughs> so I was I was trying to find um 
stuff of Pilton to splice in there. Um, yeah. And then I, I came across this video, which is like the best crowd moments of it's on um, yeah, yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the best crowd moments. And it's this guy who yeah. just like starts the song. And then the, then it, this clip here is just the crowd singing yeah. beautifully back his song and him just smiling like this just going oh yeah i just made it i've no idea who he is i don't know the song right it's like oh man so you is, just this is quite funny because my bit of the best person you've seen in the flesh and the best person you've seen not in the flesh this year that's lewis capaldi is the guy oh okay that's who okay. it is and then Lewis Capaldi, write that down, he's got such a fucking beautiful voice and he sings so amazing songs about love and loss and um, the Lewis Capaldi. Yeah, I, I, I know Lewis, because he, he's, um, do you know Newton Faulkner? Hang on, you're breaking up, I see. Uh, do you know Newton Faulkner? Newton Faulkner, yes, yes, I love Newton, I love Newton Faulkner. Yeah, so Lewis Capaldi just reminds me of Newton Faulkner. Okay, so so Lewis Capaldi has this fucking amazing voice. Now, what happened was, um, Noah Gallagher from Oasis went on to this fucking tirade. I, I like the way, just just a quick interjection. I like the way you have to explain to me who the fuck Liam Gallagher is. <laughs> <laughs> just in case so yeah because so, i'm not sure um but again it, it comes back to the pill and special because liam gallagher liam gallagher loves oasis by the way noah gallagher hates being a part of oasis he is now a solo artist and it comes back again to those people that uh that not the non-flesh the non-flesh gigs i've seen so liam gallagher and noah gallagher noah gallagher was saying how there's no fucking um characters in music anymore in rock music there's, there's no voices there's no soul there's no I, I would say you by the way rubbed everything you know off the beatles and the stones so you can't stand there go as much as i love oasis but you're not the fucking stand all be all the fucking 90s gang. We, so anyway, so he was fucking ripping into it. And he, he said, I mean, you look at fucking Lewis Capaldi. What's he got? He's got fucking nothing. He's got no songs. He's got nothing. Right? So Lewis Capaldi is playing the Pyramid stage this summer. And he comes on with, uh, he, he wears, you know, the, the beanie hat. So okay. he comes on with a beanie hat and the big parker that he used to wear and he like staggers on doing now today is gonna be the day they're gonna throw it back to you by now you should have somehow fucked his hat off fucks that off and goes fuck that off hey noel this is the new world and then delivers it as that's how i say I was going to say to you, one of the, um, I, I got into Lewis Capaldi. So he used to have long flowing hair. He cut it to be like the basin haircut, like the Oasis did. So when he took his hat off, he looked like, like Noel. And he, he stripped off his Oasis, like Parker and all that sort of shit. And don't forget, this year we've had the best fucking summer we've ever had. But so he's wearing the fucking Manchester fucking all right rain fucking weather gear with a hat on and the fucking coat on and he's like fucking hell. and he's a, he's a big lad so he's fucking sweating and he goes right fucking get that shit off because it's fucking hot as fuck and there's this big t-shirt going with big heart going noel i love you i love you and he sings his songs and his songs are fucking beautiful so yeah lewis the guy you want is lewis capaldi he fucking sings. Ah, oh, he's got this beautiful. He sings a song to his ex, right? And it's about 
the, the song is about singing to your ex saying I, i'm only the person i'm the person that i can be for my future because of what you did to me okay so it's okay. like a really fucking heartfelt thing saying, i'm not fucking you off i'm saying i love what you did although it broke my heart but because of what you did it means my next love will be much better okay that that what doesn't kill us makes us stronger yeah and so yeah going into uh we've kind of done right but i watched that this year he does just such an amazing because i knew him again from the letters thing around because he's like a, a a new young thing going on so i know his songs but he's fucking hilarious and he did this set like you, you if you can still find it try it on youtube it's amazing because he comes on doing this fucking like big piss take of of noel because noel sent so what we've got is fucking lewis capaldi doing his fucking don't what the fuck he's doing whatever it is but it's fucking shit and he's going well i thought i was doing all right so <laughs> hey noel love you and this is for you and so he comes on with his big fucking stride and he right but lewis capaldi glastonbury 2019 he just and there's a great thing where he does this it's like he does these really heartfelt heart-wrenching ballads but he introduces them like it's like so next up we're gonna sing a song about when your mum dies and you've got uh you've got you, you, it's not it's just your stepmom so you're not really that bothered but you're still quite sad so and your girlfriend's sad so here we go and he goes hello wanna be the dick and he goes fucking hell if you cut off the intro bit and go to the song he's got such a fucking beautiful voice and yet he's from glasgow so he's got that kind of like real like dead humor of that shit. There's a little thing where he goes around and goes like, so uh to the goes, Oh, I'll introduce the band. So see your band. So uh you is you're on drums. So you're on drums. So uh, where are you looking for? What sort of a girl are you looking for? It's like I'll just play drums. So uh you just play drums. Aye, right. So uh on the base you've got fill in the base so uh what sort of a girl you're looking for it's like oh i've totally forgotten uh it's not brand date is it i'm fucking on the main stage in glastonbury and there's about eighty thousand people out there fucking want to hear my next song oh well, my next song's fucking the one you want to hear it's called somebody else and it's just amazing how it goes from like this this but he's quite fat He's a fat little knockabout fucking twat who just goes, fucking blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, by the way, there's 8,000 people out there going, play us a fucking song, dickhead. And they go, oh, all right, I haven't played a fucking song for about three years. So uh, here's one you might know. And then he just, and this voice that comes out of him is fucking mental. I didn't like anything he did until i saw him watching like hilton this this uh, summer i went oh, i fucking love you and then i downloaded his album and went oh i can see that there's there's, there's a humor in everything because up until then it's like it's huh? really serious but there's a there's a humor it's almost like he has he has a persona and there's two personas like it's almost like he's a big fat lad going out for eight thousand people going it reminded me of Danny Davis. Huh. Danny Davis, who was a stand-up and a really good bass player. But you couldn't tell him he was a good bass player or a good stand-up. But he yeah. would yeah. he would do a stand-up and then play bass in a really good band. But he couldn't be a singer. But and the two it was like that it was like lewis capaldi would come on stage introduce he would just fucking talk for fucking england and then go oh hang on i've got to do a really heartfelt fucking ballad 
and it would just change. And he would sing the song and then go, right, that's fucking gone. Steve, what's your favourite biscuit? <laughs> the the know, bit that I loved. Oh. The, the bit I loved was just because the, 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 just the bit of the clip is this fat ginger guy on stage with the crowd singing his song and he's just yeah. got the look like he's a dog with two dicks. And I was like, oh, you are just enjoying life, son. And that, that was just mega. And the crowd's like, often you've got the crowd kind of singing along a bit, and then, but you need someone, you need like a backing singer to help them along. But this is the yeah. whole crowd singing this beautiful song, just back to him. And he's just like, oh, yeah. That was mega. Yeah, that was mega. So now I know who it is. From just listening to his like because his songs are really really serious and really heartfelt about like breakups and fucking moving on but he's not like that i remember before i i remember again that watching that the bbc shit and the interview with him before and he was he was introducing the killers and he's like ah huh. oh, mate i uh, i mean the whole reason why I fucking I, I sang was because I, I I used to sing along to the fucking killers, and it's like and he's just like I didn't know who he was because I don't that I had not seen a picture of Louis Capaldi, so I have not seen him at all. I know his songs, I've heard him sing, but I've never heard him speak. And so they were like saying, "I so got uh, uh, I missed the bit where they went and here on the stage we got to and ah I mean." The reason why I'm here is because of like fucking because he's got such a fucking way with uh, with the crowd and how he like fucking interacts and stuff and he and he talks and and there's a bit of me in that I'm thinking I don't know who you are is he a comedian because he's that's how he sounds so like it's just like you know the way he uh, he talks it's like he talks away from the songs and it's like that he has a talk and then the song kicks in and and then he sings and it's different and so. It's kind of like that's where I kind of come from, and then that probably sounds like he's he was either Indian or Northern Irish. I get the, that the, the former. That. that was my Glaswegian, and uh, and then also I watched the the Killers, and I watched in the same program earlier that day, Louis Capaldi, and I think ah, oh, and then you can go back onto like the the BBC YouTube and watch the whole show, and the whole show is so fucking raggedy. Raggedy Piggledy, it's just literally him, a drummer and a bass player, a guitarist. And his voice, and his voice. It's just the fact that he fucks around so much. He doesn't deserve such a good voice because he's almost doing stand up. I'll check his right. set He's out. almost, he's, he's playing in front of an 80,000 crowd doing jokes. Right? Okay. He's playing with his crowd going, so I was in this, uh, this Indian bangla and, and this guy said to me, it's like, uh, oh, fucking, and I said, oh, that's a fucking right. Anyway, so I said to him, uh, oh, let me, and if he goes to a song, and thinking, I had no interest in Louis Capaldi's song whatsoever. Then I watched his Pilton set, and tonight I have processed his album into my iTunes because I fucking now understand because every song he sings he introduces so fucking like a stand-up going ah oh, see I was at this fucking bar one time and his guy said was fucking and then, so what it was right and he said and uh so uh I I'm sorry I'm I, I got I'm here to sing aren't I right I'm gonna sing I'm gonna fucking sing and he sings a song and I go, but without that, I wouldn't appreciate yeah. Yeah. the album because now I've got the personality behind the song. Yeah, I'll have to check it out because when I, I was listening, ironically, I clearly had no fucking idea who he was. I was listening to his album uh, like a week or so ago because Anna put me onto him. Like on a Saturday night, we might stay in and have like, a nice always meal always or something. Know. Yeah, the girls always know. Oh yeah, yeah he's definitely a Saturday night, Saturday night couple yeah. night. So we had this music on, and I just couldn't help but feel it was like 
maybe a lesser Newton Faulkner. So now I'll have to, I'll try to see if I can find out his, his Pilton I, I, set. You said that I don't see, to me, he's like a lesser, uh, who's the guy from One Direction? Because the hair, from Harry what? Styles. Harry Styles. Okay, right. See, I, would, I wouldn't put Louis Capaldi in the same field as Newton Faulkner. It's the voice. Yes, no, I can see that. I can see the voice. But it's, it's almost like Newton Faulkner. I've always, I, uh, yeah. Obviously, Louis Capaldi is, he's a boy band kind of singer okay. that's come out of it. But I can see, yeah, I can see where you're coming from, the voice. Yeah, but the voice is there. So actually, two thoughts around that. One is uh, Newton Faulkner, a Dream Catch Me, that yeah. song. Yeah. I think that's the song that I wish I'd written out of any. Yeah. Uh, it's a great song, better songs, but it's a great song. I wish, as a lyricist, I wish I'd written, I wish I had written that song because I love the idea of the um the romanticism of your your dreams are just kind of what support you and that no matter what happens in your life you could have a shit day you could have problems uh, whatever the worst tragedy could happen to you but you've still got your own uh, hopes and dreams right. that you can fall back on and, See, no, and it's, you know, it's the the bridge as well when he, when he goes higher it's, it's um yeah i'm with you i'm absolutely fucking yeah. with you it's just it's the most perfect fucking song and every time i hear it i just I, i'm so fucking in the, in the moment singing with yeah. him going and also what i love about new involvement is is i can sing in his range okay so i can feel like i'm i'm i don't think i'm singing in tune at all but i feel like i'm singing in tune yeah. with him because yeah. i feel like i'm going with him and it's that bit where he's like, Dream catch me when you go See you in a mountain, fountain of God. See, when it goes up a bit, that, and I was yeah, like, oh, I'm fucking with you, but I'm going with it. And normally, that's like in my driving tune. And normally, it's when I'm driving, I've got from Somerset, and we drive back home. I, I try to place it in the playlist so everyone else is in fucking bed or snooze time, and I can go, yeah dream catch me when because it's just on the motorway and they go see you as a mountain a fountain a god see you as a dust <laughs> i fucking go for it and it's just it, like it's me oh, i absolutely love newton for the only thing that slightly annoys me is that i can't help but think he's a bit like van button okay okay but the the thing that i with newton faulkner and especially that song is i think the the shitty drum machine that have oh wait have you seen the youtube where he re-records the that album oh mate you've got to do this uh newton faulkner re-records that entire album just in his house just okay. him and the guitar and I've actually replaced that on my iTunes. I've replaced the original album with this. And it's just like, it's, it's like a long, like 45 minute YouTube. And because also he's learned how to sing songs better. So he sings better. And he plays better. You will find it if you you go like um, New Faulkner plays. It's is it the um, hand built by robots is the second album, isn't it? Yeah. What's the first album called? Uh, no, is it hand, no hand built by robots? Isn't the first one? It's like rebuilt. Was this rebuilt by humans it's, as a second? Like thing. A hand thing, is it? So maybe it's hand built robots rebuilt by yeah, yeah, hand built by robots rebuilt by humans. Yes. So if you, you there's definitely if not, I will send you the fucking link. It's absolutely fucking brilliant. It's just literally him in his house. He just plays this beautiful, fucking beautiful 
he just picks a room for each song. Huh. But and he just like re-records just 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 him and a guitar. And you think actually, you know what? That's what that first time was. It it didn't need all that fucking over-recording and overdubbing fucking strings and shit. It's just your voice, your guitar doing that fucking <laughs> fucking percussion on your own guitar. And yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just wish that that um But you know what, going back to the original thing, I recorded it, I ripped it off YouTube, stuck it in my iTunes, no problem was. No artwork was there. Uh, well yeah, but then you got fun of making your own artwork. So I had to press pause, I literally watched the whole thing and there's a shadow of him uh, with his big dreads tied up on the microphone. And I paused it there, screenshot, fucking cut it in. I thought, that's your fucking... And that's what I love. So I'm still being creative. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not finding it. So if you've if you got a link, send it send it through. I would definitely find it back again. Because I, I remember I found it and I recorded it off the uh, Field ST Institute. And I did fucking took it off. But I definitely had... It's just literally here. It's like because it's the tenth anniversary or something. It's like okay. the anniversary of. See, he's a guy I would love to go and watch at Pilton. Or anywhere, he's a guy that I would watch at any festival because I know he would turn up with a guitar, and songs yeah. and a voice. Maybe I found it. What is he doing here? I found a 10th anniversary thing mm -hmm. of it. Um, yeah. the, the other funny story that Lewis song. Sorry, it's about five minutes. It's about five yeah, minutes yeah. long. It's like it's, and it literally like he takes it's like each song but re-recorded, and it's just him with a guitar in his house in different areas. Yeah. Okay. So I, th I uh, think I found kinda, it. It kind of takes it takes off all that kind of like the overproduction bit, which I think think it did. Yeah. Be. There's that thing about um, taking photographs when he's standing still. It's such a beautiful song. Uh, don't uh, don't take my photograph. Don't take my photograph. I'm just standing still, waiting for. He's like waiting for. He's waiting for his car to go through the thing. I think it's such. He's such a way with lyrics mm. and what I love is no one fucking like he's a little like he you could say to him uh, uh, especially in Australia I oh, knew Faulkner and they go fucking hipster because <laughs> no one knows who he is and they go yeah but he was fucking promoted so hard and he just didn't for whatever reason he didn't make it he just carried said, on making said, songs and now he's like just still doing the fucking same sort of shit but like the I, second album was, wasn't that good no yeah he kind of ruined it but it's like he just carried on doing what he's doing i just liked how he had that that the thing was he had that sort of um percussive thing with a guitar mm. So he's a really good guitarist, but also like a ding, 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 which apparently is a, a lot of people doing it at the same time. But I was like, but I didn't know then, did I? I knew Neil Faulkner. And I liked, right. but also I then found out those guitar players, but I liked what he was saying. I liked his lyrics. I liked, mm. I liked his songs. I've always liked his songs. And so I kind of stuck with him. And the thing is, he's kind of got, as, as he's got more popular, more money, he's got more production. And you kind of go, no, your thing is, you can do drums, percussion, bass and lead on one fucking guitar. Just fucking do that. At the same that. time. Just yeah. fucking do that, you yeah. dickhead. Why would you go, oh, I've got £20,000 to bring in... Uh, orchestra to play that, or you could just yeah. do that. 
I remember thinking he was a lot like the gift in a way that like a one-man band all at the same time could just sing a song and sing a song and take you on this journey oh do you remember right, that was in um i think that was in short no marvin's do you remember when the gift introduced his little pedal and he did some fucking like and you went to me ah, imagine if you were tripping And he had like this, this really serious kind of head on thinking, I'm going to do this and you're going to sing this bit. And he went, Ah, oh, imagine. It's like, it's like some sort of echo pedal thing going on. It's like, And he went, Ah, oh, imagine if we were tripping right now. And because we had a few drinks, we went to the fucking bar first. <laughs> but of course, oh, inspiration. Uh, the worst thing was, I do believe the worst idea the gift has was inviting us for a session for recording. That's not a bad idea in itself. But first going to the pub, getting hammered, and then coming back. Oh, but also, to be fair, one of my greatest solos, <laughs> I had a gift guitar, but I couldn't turn the feedback off thing. So I was like, no. <laughs> so and he went just don't turn it off just leave it humming and i kind of went ooh, 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 ooh. and gif went yeah fuck off i'll go wow yeah could have done that but so, uh some, some of those songs my, my but probably my favorite is um Driving in my dreams. What can it mean? Perhaps well, from the Malvern sessions. Oh, <laughs> perhaps not. From the Malvern sessions, there's one. Um, oh, you need my. Is it me? You need my eyes to see with. You need my. Ah. Is it? You need my hands to touch with you need my uh, eyes to see you need my something to touch with you need my heart oh yes you need my heart yes you need my heart to live oh that comes back yeah and then, then we've got the, the tambourines going doom, 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 doom. <laughs> I remember thinking, we always said, a, a weird brew turned town. <laughs> weird brew turned town. I remember me just going, well, I believe, I believe he said, he said, I'm going to fuck him, but I don't know what, what, what. He, and he said, I don't know what, what, what. And then like, he kept going, I was thinking that, that we should do like a, a over the Skype session because I'm going to do like the um, live recording of the uh, jingle. Oh, yeah. But I also think it's going to sound shit, isn't it? Because you're going to go. <laughs> so I thought, no, fuck it. But I was rehearsing before because there's no people in the house. So that means guitar out, beers out, fucking rehearse everything. So what I love is, uh, when I get excited, my first thing I ever do is switch on mine. Always gets your fingers going. Ah, you know why I do that? You know why I do that? It's because that was Slash's warm-up routine. That's Every time Slash, before Switch on mine was written, Slash would get a guitar. All he ever did was that's got his fingers working. And Axel went, Play that again. That sounds amazing. That could be a song. And he's like, What this fucking and because it uses every finger. Ah, uh, okay. It uses every single finger in your all four not your thumb, 
but all four fingers are used in a little and that's where it came from he it was basically it was a warm-up routine that him and Izzy used to play he used to play a and Izzy go ding 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 and actually heard them playing it and went play that again I've got some lyrics for that and they were like this it's just like a warm thing and went ah yeah fine fucking do it and and now he now he hates it. Well, I think he always he always hated it. I remember seeing Slash. It's like it's not that he hates the song. He hates what it stands for. He hates that it's a slow romantic ballad. It's the slow romantic ballad and the album that then became their anthem. Yeah, and yet he still plays it because you Cause can't have to. Right? That's his thing, isn't it? If you think Slash, he thinks Switch of the Mind. There's no way that he would. It's almost like it's his 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 stairway. Yes. Yeah. I imagine and if you went, if you were to slash his house and pick up a guitar and you went, no, no sweet child. Yeah, get out. No sweet child. But, so uh, did you say he played Pilton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you fucking got to Google it. It's 2010. Okay. I, it only came back to me because I know... Um, Oh fuck yeah, he so did play Pilton. And they are so fucking young. He was with uh it's him and Miles. And that might have been it. But huh. they are so fucking young. And it became up because uh oh fucking hell, last weekend, by the way. Last weekend when I was here on my own getting fucking pissed and thought, oh, do you fancy having a chat? So we did until 10 to 5 in the morning i had a wedding next day <laughs> you didn't say that oh, i forgot that by the way <laughs> i was just sitting here going well because rich came in from her bed and she went ah oh, because she was fucked and i was fucked she went i'm going to bed i went i'm actually quite drunk but not like so drunk i could go to bed so either i put music on or i'll call stuff see what's up to are you available and he went yeah i am i was like oh because also next weekend everyone's away so we could do it this weekend and he went are we doing this weekend or what i was like oh fucking both dickhead of course i'm going fucking boom so yeah and at 10 to 5 i went to bed at eight o'clock, the alarm went off. I went, you're going to a wedding. I was like, what? <laughs> I've had three it's hours of bed. What are you fucking talking about? But the great thing was, so we got to a wedding at like 12 o'clock, had a, like a fucking sip of Chardonnay or whatever fucking sparkling wine shit is. And I'm like, boo! Back in the <laughs> game. <laughs> Yay! Speeches. Woo! Do you remember Martin? I don't remember Martin from the uh, stag and the uh, wedding. You probably wouldn't. I don't think you would. But yeah, it's his wedding. But everyone was there. Joe was there. Big beard, hair. Yeah. Rob, uh, Jimbo, big cool thing. So they're all there. And we were fucking. But the great thing was, like, they all got like drunk in stages. Whereas I was drunk straight away because like I hadn't actually had any sleep or whatsoever i completely fucking forgot well y you weren't drunk you were just topped up yeah it literally was i went to bed i had three hours sleep i woke up went no but rich went oh we gotta wake up we gotta go we were like, no i've had three hours sleep and she went yes we're going to a wedding like, oh my god i hadn't mentioned it because i completely forget forgot if I remembered that you know, before, I, there's no way in this world I'd have gone, do you fancy a three-hour Skype till five in the morning? Because I'm fucking getting smashed tomorrow. And there's a free bar as well. There's a free bar. I actually went, ah, I'm all right. I don't really want anything because I'm all right. I'm done. But, ah, yes, bring it back to Pilton. Martin, who was the, the, brute, the groom, on his uh, pre-Amsterdam stag do, we went to Birmingham on the Pilton night, which was the killer's night. Ah, yes. And I'm going to say, 
live in the flesh, not live in the flesh. The killers are up there for my best ever, not in the flesh, set. Okay. Because I had forgotten how many fucking songs they had that are fucking amazing and how much I loved their first album and how much I went, oh, yeah, but they're still there. And then they played, and how much he played the audience. And the thing that got me was also how much the band is him and the drummer. Which A leaves bit me like in. No, it leaves me into they are second place in my best ever not in the flesh scene built in and my and first place is obvious not ever seen in the flesh is the foo fighters yeah and the foo fighters is dave Grohl and courtney taylor, taylor <laughs> that i called him taylor, taylor hawks and it's that thing where he used to be singer and lead guitarist now yeah. is it singer and drummer maybe, maybe. but yeah foo fighters I fucking wish I was there. To, that that fucking show is just the the fucking greatest show. In that he also includes like that bit where they did it. That's not even yeah. the fucking bit of the song. Like, fuck, it's not even the bit. Like you just know there's there's there's, there's a little bit of being in the the moment in the crowd going. We're giving something to you. And there's that greatest thing where he also says, everyone said to him that Glastonbury yeah. was the greatest. This is the greatest thing. And he went, no, it's fucking not. And I went, actually, no, it fucking is. This is the fucking greatest thing you'll ever fucking do. And I remember thinking, as a little boy in the crowd going, one day we'll get a band and one day we'll go to the fucking world and we'll do the pyramid stage and that would be that would be your fucking thing to go back to the pyramid stage and go back out and go do you know what we're from here we're from here and this is the fucking great thing and i like that dave roll through all he's seen just went do you know what mm. this is this is the fucking greatest moment of my life so go on sing the fuck you want that that, that was cool it and was a great one over yeah. the killers yeah. who just did huh. their set and the killers had a great fucking set and i imagine if i was there it'd be fucking amazing i'd like the way that the Grohl was kind of taunting the crowd a little bit and then he kind of lost control of the crowd and then he just sort yeah. of stepped back and he was just like okay just let it wash over me and and, and that that was that, that was pretty special then he tried to get the control back and then it's like oh fuck actually this is a little bit out of control and people go like 10 more songs 10 more songs he's like oh fuck <laughs> have we got 10 more songs but that that whole that whoa well actually that was um <laughs> was it's like, like a uh, certain thing isn't it You're like you write a song you write a song well, Travis, it was Travis who was saying that they write a song in their bedrooms yeah. Yeah. or hotel rooms and then they add a bit into it and then they play one night in front of 10 people and they like it and they play it in front of 1,000 people don't like it and then they play it in front of 10,000 people and they like it and, went, and then it's your song. Yeah. Up until that point, it's my song. Or it's his song, or it's their song, or blah blah blah. The minute you sing back to me, it's your song. I remember, um, and that again was uh, in the flesh. In the flesh uh, ratings, I put Travis. Travis, I, I would be number three. Travis, number three, just because he does not fucking stop talking, and but he before every song, he tells you where he was when he wrote this song before you know what the song is by the way he tells you where he was about the song and what this song means to him 
and it's that thing and he plays the song and, he went, blah, blah, blah. And, he went, and that's when he, he kind of like and it comes from that that gig and is in the other stage and that's where it came from that but that understanding is that so basically i write these songs i sit down with a guitar and i write these songs and i write lyrics that sound shit to me and then dougie the bass player goes no that sounds okay and that makes it to the next stage and then we play to um a room of 10 people and they go yeah, it's all right it's not as good as the last one and we play it again and play it again and then eventually 20,000 people sing my lyrics back to me and i go yeah that's your song not mine it's your song now and that's what he said that's why i don't answer questions what it means because what it means to me mm. is what it means to 20,000 people that sing back to me they're singing 20,000 different reasons back to me and that's what i love about I, I, him yeah i i agree with that because it's a, it's it's any form of art right so you go look at the mona lisa going back to our, our art metaphor what you see in that and what it means to you is completely you that's why it's art and you don't need to know what da vinci right what he was thinking at the time what he was trying to portray that's not the point it's what it means to you that's why um, beauty is in the eye of the beholder and it's the same thing with the music that I mean, it's kind of mm -hmm. nice to know what the song's kind of about if it's got some sort of sentimental meaning but really it's what it means to you and i i, I like I if it's, yeah, yeah. I, I like um, go, going going through and like reading the lyrics and then just making making sense of the lyrics to yourself like we we're saying about the dream catcher to me it means that no matter what else happens you'll be okay because you've got your own dreams to fall back on and as long as you've got that nothing can hurt you now maybe newton meant something completely different but for me that's the reason why i wish i wrote that song and that's what i say that's my thing with miles kennedy miles kennedy i think he could i remember maybe saying that um um all right, Michael Stipe. He was saying Michael Stipe could sing the phone directory to him, and he would fucking love it. At the time, I was like, I don't like Michael Stipe. I don't understand what he's saying. But yeah, I absolutely fucking love the tone of Miles Kennedy's songs. I love his voice. I love. To, I just fucking love his voice. How he goes the high down the low, but my criticism of his is so his lyrics are so on the fucking nose right they are literally this song is about loss this song is about hope this song mm -hmm. is about driving fast cars and it's the lyrics I, I want someone i want someone to write lyrics for miles kennedy to sing because he has and don't get me wrong i his fucking ballads about loss like i will get lost like i've lost like we both lost our fathers he has written songs about losing because he lost his dad mm. i will fucking get hung up in all those because he sings those songs so beautifully and i'm so in that moment with him but it's because he is singing songs about losing his dad that I'm with him on that moment. As opposed to Neil Faulkner, who's singing a song about it. But I mean, like, it's like Miles Kennedy sings a song about losing his dad, losing his mum, losing his daughter, losing something, or hoping that his daughter will be something else. I'm like, I want a little bit more from you. I want. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm expecting too much from him because he has—he's got such a beautiful voice and tone of voice that whatever I'm feeling when I hear that song, it's the same thing with um, Rival Sons, the guy from Rival Sons. Yeah, it's that jo Jordan is another one. It's a—it's a, it's a yeah. song about loss and like moving on from loss, and he hits every fucking note like you want him to hit. Yeah. But he hasn't 
but the lyrics aren't telling you. This is about a time when I lost my 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 dad, and then also, but it's it's like it's you you take meaning from what he like. I take meaning from that Jordan song, from where I want to like take from going from like a, a morning full time to going from hope time, mm. and his voice takes me there, and that's why I kind of go the difference between the two of them, where the the, the rival song singer, J J Buchanan, J Buchanan emotes he emotes fucking mm. he doesn't it's not literal whereas i think miles kennedy is a literal singer yes. he's literally I, singing I, right I, I, we're going to mexico we're gonna get some drugs and fucking get some whores and fucking whoa we'll get arrested whoa slow one oh we've lost some people we're going to be sad because we've my mom's died and everything next one way we're gonna fuck some whores and get some drugs and that's the difference is between the two of them is the rivals i love the rival sons because it's up to you yes. you have to decide what they're singing about absolutely and and then bringing it back again to the to the um museum and and uh, and like painted yeah. art yeah, yeah, yeah it's the the, the rather sons is the impressionist yeah the, the you've got this picture that when you take a step back you can see it's almost like a mosaic that is the um the lilies on a pond but when you get up close it's, it's just dots and it's you, know, you have to put your own imagination into it um mate i've just got my marching orders that I have to get on with Saturday, and it is. What's it for you? Ah, 4 a.m. Four o'clock. <laughs> well, I'm happy that we've actually not done anything about the building. Well, I don't know. We, we did a little bit. I now know who Lewis Capaldi is, which is which is awesome. I will go and look up his stuff. And rapidly before we we uh, will say quickly. Mm. Um my best my favorite uh live show is benek ladies ah good choice which tonight i discovered the amazing youtube it's all fucking on youtube that whole fucking thing where because they're comedians and artists and musicians and the one week is being one week and they all fucking played it. The greatest thing, I don't know if I can do it, but they, they, they played the top 10 that day. And they all ran, this is the greatest thing, the number one was Titanic. And they all put down musicians and they ran to the back of the stage and went, far! And they all ran to the front, near! And they ran back and went, oh! Near, oh, near, so wherever you are, and you give and, and they played um, the, the top 10 of that day. Just awesome. as like a we care a lot. I can't remember what that was. I remember Titanic was number one, and they just literally dropped all the instruments, every single band member went back to the stage near far near far near far near far and uh, i found out today on youtube because it wasn't in my head it was not it, it actually happened it's brilliant and uh yeah and the better they played i knew them because they had one week just looked at me sorry friction burns on my shoulders i have a history of uh, it's fucking they were amazing and i went to them thinking i remember going to them saying guys these guys are amazing but thinking they might be shit and they were fucking just and they were quite early on i remember being like daylight they were like sort of midday sometime okay and yeah, the second one is, the billing. Like, eh? just interesting that the billing yeah they were, they were, they, were, they, were, they weren't very big it was just they had one week they had one week that was their big hit and we and they played the songs i knew them because of that shit. 
but I would say my my greatest, my greatest in the flesh was R.E.M. And that again was because yeah. I didn't yeah. like R.E.M. I was convinced. Yeah. Uh, Smythe, I was with Smythe, it might be who I randomly met walking somewhere else, went, oh, mate, you've got a fucking, it's fucking amazing. Like, again, that thing might be, was like, he, he's got that thing where he would listen to um, Michael Stipe sing the, yeah. he would sing the fucking uh, phone book. And the same thing, I would listen to Miles Kennedy sing the phone book. It's just that amazing. But Marco Stipe had that amazing. He again, he just fucking controlled the crowd, and and I cried when it, when they played Everybody Hurts. Yeah, it's beautiful. It meant nothing to me at that time. It meant nothing to me, but everyone else in the crowd was going. Somebody in the crowd knew someone that they'd lost someone and they all cried, and it was this mass fucking grief session. At that time, I had no idea what the fuck was going on, but I still fucking. Just the fact that he could go, everybody hurts. And he was just, and they just released on Spotify. You've got the um, REM Glastonbury, that set has been released okay. on Spotify. And I played it back again, and I just remember thinking, I don't remember any of that at all. I remember just, everybody hurts, where. They got the whole fucking crowd where it goes doom 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 doom. And the whole fucking hundred thousand people just went, no, don't say a fucking word right now, dickhead. Not one person goes, bollocks! It's that same thing where you can just control. It's mm. that Michael Stipe had that saying. He comes on tonight. He goes on that stage not knowing what the fuck he's going to do. But he knows how to control a hundred thousand oh, people. Purely instinctive. And you can't and plan that's it. Saying, that's the same with Dave Grohl, David Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the guy from Killers, but I don't know his name. Brendan Flowers. No but you just kind of go, that's the Saturday night. You just, you just go on. That's your job. You have to fucking orchestrate a hundred thousand people to be where you want them to be with your songs. And, and especially, especially at a, at a yeah. festival where it's not your crowd. You know, if you're Michael yeah. Stipe and you're going to see REM, chances are you you've paid a hundred bucks because you want to go see REM. You go to Pilton, yeah. you've paid three hundred bucks to see. Uh, oh, three days. Exactly. REM. I was. I was. I would have my hands up and say, I. I. I knew them. I wasn't asked about them, but they were Saturday night, so I'd go and see them. And uh, I was saying, oh, you've got to fucking go and see them. And uh, it might be a, a bit bumpy, maybe. He's like, this man, he's fucking amazing. I was like, is he? Can he sing as well as Axl Rose? I don't think so. <laughs> At that time, and he was like saying, but is he here? It's going to not here, are they? So I went and seen them, and I was just, I was fucking blown away by just how. And you still get it, listening to the the Spotify recording of it, how he was telling people how good they were, and now listening back, you go, no, I can I can remember being at prayer going, I'm amazing, because you're telling me I'm amazing. I am. It's, it is fucking. You have to get onto the, the 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 BBC live recordings of REM at Glastonbury that year because you can just listen to him orchestrating the crowd. He orchestrates the I'll crowd and, and and makes you believe. I'll see if I can look at that. On on that, I think that's a nice place to leave it. Until next time. I believe that's part one of the uh, Pilton reminiscences. Pilton, we have yes. We haven't reminisced about our own times. No, or, or done a proper review. So next time. Yes. Oh yeah. How oh, fucking. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah. This isn't for but Lucas Nelson. This is the, the whole thing. The whole reason that comes out was I haven't even mentioned it. Lucas Nelson. Okay. Woody Nelson's son. Ah. 
he's fuck up. That's one thing I took from Hilton 2019. I didn't even know he existed. I watched BBC. I watched his show for an hour. It's just, it's like um, Tom Petty, Miles Kennedy, soft rock, blues, but with Willie Nelson's voice. Because he sounds like his dad. So imagine Willie Nelson in a hard rock band. Okay, cool. Imagine with Nelson yeah. playing hard rock guitar because he's basically a, a guitarist first, but when he sings, he sounds like his dad. And I listen to it, not literally, I say, blah, 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 Lucas Nelson, blah, 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 blah. And I found out it was like his, his, and he plays a cover of, there's a song where he used to, Willie Nelson plays, um, a cover of it's Elvis. No, it's it's. Uh, You're Neil always Young. on my mind. No, 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 no. It's it's Neil Young with Neil Young used to hang around with his dad. So it's Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, and Woody Nelson, okay. and he was saying, "I used to stand on the side of the stage and listen to this. I learned to play it, and I'm playing it tonight." In honor of my dad, and he also um, he has been playing with Will Young, not Will Young, Neil Neil Young, who used to support Willie Nelson. So it's like this big, massive fucking thing. Oh man, what the fuck is it called? Actually, when he played it, I was like, oh fuck yeah, it's like a, a it's like a country classic. George, uh, forget Georgia, George, Georgia on my mind. Oh, Georgia on my mind. That's a famous song, but it's not that. Okay. It's something about forgetting Georgia, um, and it's it's a Crosby, Stills and Nash song that his dad used to play. His dad, when he's around, his dad used to sometimes come and play with them, and now he plays it on his own because he used to watch them play it and sing it. But he sick. As soon if you listen to Lucas Nelson, you'll hear Will Nelson. I don't know you're a fucking big country boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like a bit of, bit of Willie. As soon as you hear Lucas Nelson sing, you'll hear Willie Nelson sing. But imagine Willie Nelson singing in 2019, not as an 80-year-old man. Imagine Willie Nelson singing as a 20-year-old man with a fucking rock band, as opposed to Willie Nelson singing as an 80-year-old man with a country band. Okay, I will look it out and we can discuss next time. I think it's a perfect cool, one where cool, it, it crosses over between my kind of classic Southern American rock thing and your country thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful crossover. That might be the next one. Cool. Cool. Okay, no, I like it. These fucking, great tips. You might fucking hate him because he sounds like he's done so much trying to be like a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Cool, man. I am out. Oh, Adios. Man, it's my floor. <laughs> cool, buddy. Loving this. Till next time. Cheers, buddy. Bye. Bye. Ta -da.